You are troubled. Maybe you do not want to train anymore now that you are champion, huh? I don't just fight for a trophy. I want to be strong to defend what's mine. Good reasons. What about you? Why be a sensei? Honor. Welcome to Cobra Kai. Doesn't matter if you're a loser or a nerd or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron. We're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series Cobra Kai. Are you ready? Then fall in. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. What's up, Monty? How's it going, bro? It's going good, man. We finally got a little bit of taste of fall weather and just can't believe September's already over, man. So this is it. Looking forward to reviewing. Yeah, this is it, baby. Man, where'd you get fall weather, bro? It's freaking hot, man. Look at me. I'm wearing a, well, people can't see me. You can see me, bro. You know, I'm wearing an A shirt, bro. I'm looking <laughs> like Vin Diesel and Fast and the Furious and stuff, you know? <laughs> Well, it was just a taste, you know, mainly in the mornings and afternoons. It's just a taste. Dude, it is. It is still hot. My daughter had soccer practice today, man, and it's, man, it's hot. But yeah, man, hopefully, you know, as uh, September closes, we're going to get into October. We're recording this right now on September the 28th. So yeah, man, looking forward to October, looking forward to fall and cooler weather for sure, man. But let's go ahead and jump into our Season 5, Episode 2, Review, Breakdown, Insight Gained. The episode is entitled Mole, Mole, which, you know, I'm going to talk about that. I'm sure you're going to talk about it as well. But Mole, in the synopsis, goes like this. Chosen and Daniel hatch a risky plot against Terry. In Mexico, Robbie and Johnny look for Miguel, who discovers the truth about his dad. All right, brother, go ahead and get us started, man. Three things that you liked from this episode. Of course, three things that I wrote down is the all of the chosen and silver scenes. Like them all, man. Okay. Uh, I'm going to throw in karate versus MMA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to put misdirection. I, I, I like the misdirection. There's a, we'll talk about it more as we uh, discuss, break down the episode. And, and can I, let me, yeah, go ahead, oh, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead. No, no, you're good, bro, you're good. Uh, let me add an honorable mention. Okay. An honorable mention. An honorable Hot mention. Hot Ones reference. Hot Ones? Hot Ones reference. Okay. Yeah, I love that show, man, on YouTube. I don't know if you have ever watched it, dude, but I'm a big fan of it. <laughs> I haven't watched it, man, but I, I've seen the memes, right? I think uh, the Paul Rudd one is a big popular one, right? Yes, because he was like doing some type of, I don't know. I don't even know what you call it, but he was using his fingers to make these type of immigrant images or something like that. I'll have to send it to you, dude. It's on okay. YouTube. Yeah, I haven't watched that, man. But again, I've seen the memes. So Paul Rudd, I know uh, Idris Elba. You know, he's he's in yeah. That one was good. Too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I haven't seen yeah. it, but yeah, definitely caught the reference as well. All right, brother. I I, I kind of uh, you kind of rubbed off on me, bro. And that's just the way it is, man. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's a really good thing. <laughs> but uh, three things that I like, you know, usually I, I and, and I still got one that, you know, a couple that, you know, just things that, you know, from the episode. But I actually got um, a theme, a theme 
So from cowardice to honor. I like that. From mm, cowardice to honor. Good. Uh, I like Amber. <laughs> okay, come on. You know how to <laughs> give it up for Amber. <laughs> 10 seconds of fame, baby. But Amber, I was like, man, they need to put the camera more on her. And then I like the toast. The toast. Got Karim. The toast, Karim, baby. Nah, baby. you know what? Nah, nah, nah. I, you know, if I was going to put it on here, the specific one, but no, nah, I'm going to mm-hmm. save it. I'm going to save it, but do I, I do love You're the toast. Save it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So let's get into three things we dislike. And again, if you're a first time listener, when we say we disliked it, again, we're not trying to bash the show. We love the show. I mean, come on, man. We're spending, you know, our time and our hours prepping, getting ready for this. Uh, because we dig the show, we love the show, but hey, there's always some things that uh, maybe didn't sit well with us, man. So, Monty, go ahead and get us started, man. Three things you disliked. Absolutely. The Valley Senseis. I just, you know <laughs> what? The best money can buy, I didn't see that. That's just my opinion. Uh, they didn't Hector, have happy, bro. They, didn't, they didn't have happy. Remember happy oh. for blue blue uh, blue chips blue chips yeah best money can buy exactly sorry man that's what I got when I heard you say that I was like the best money can buy <laughs> uh, Hector the Salazar I, I don't know I thought maybe Johnny was they kind of tried too hard on that one to I don't know if they were trying too hard to be funny sorry damn dude I was kind of um, digging that though just because Johnny's dumb, you, were? you know what I'm saying just because Johnny it goes with his character man so but I, I get you gotcha. I get you okay. Okay. And here's the last one. The cost of doing business. And we're going to break that down when we get to that scene. That was badass. But I'm, uh, yeah, but not, not, not from Miguel's point of view, though. Okay. Bro. Okay. 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 Just, yeah. I was going to text you this yesterday, man, when I was prepping for it, I was going to text you that cost of doing business, but I was like, nah, cause It'll open up Pandora's box. You know, Pandora has a box, right? It'll open up Pandora's right, box. Yeah. I'm like, nah, nah, I'm just going to save it for the podcast, man. So, yeah, because I actually like that. They're the cost of doing business. But I, I know where you're getting it. I know where you're getting it from, man. All right. So, in terms of what I disliked, um, what the hell did the title Mole have to do with the episode? Why, why, why do they call it Mole? I mean, can we get some Mole? For those people out there, you know, you're thinking like, what the hell is mole? What is mole, right? Mole is a traditional Mexican dish, right? It's like a like a yes. kind of a chocolate sauce, spicy. Chocolate it's sauce. It's good, yeah. man. I love it. I love um, mole. You like mole, bro? I love mole. Uh, absolutely, yeah. El pollo y el mole, el arroz. Oh, my yeah. God. And tortillas, bro? Like, come on, bro. You and know t- what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Dude, so I, I love mole, but this episode is entitled mole and we don't even get mole on here like so i was like what the hell's up with that dude right i mean to me i was like what the hell i was looking for it throughout you know me especially these mexico right. episodes and i was like yo where the hell's mole you know we got pupusas i don't know if you saw that we got pupusas we got churrasco mm-hmm. but we didn't get mole churrasco yeah you know but anyway so i didn't like that um el hoyo verde come on man <laughs> can we get a better name el hoyo verde come on man they could have called it el gallo negro or something you know what i'm saying give a give a nod to blood in blood out bro yeah dude what is it pa, pa, uh, paco aguilar or whatever um paco aguilar el gallo negro yeah baby. what is it 16 and 0 or no i, I don't even remember <laughs> bobby chacon bro anyways uh and then this one bro who the hell is hector I'm just going to throw it out there. Who the hell's Hector? Because I feel that after this episode, uh, we know who what his personality is, but I'm still yep. like, who the hell is Hector? Like, what the hell does he... I guess, you know what? Let me rephrase that. 
I guess the better they thing is... They could have elaborated. I guess the better thing is, what the hell does Hector do? Yeah. And maybe that goes with your I misdirection. I don't know, bro. But for me, it's like, I wanted to know what the hell this dude does, man. You know what I'm saying? So we'll get to that, man. But anyways, bro, there we go. Three likes, three dislikes. I'm just going to start off by saying, yo, it was badass. I loved it. In fact, you know, when I was looking at the three things that I disliked, you know, writing, you know, just jot notes down, I was like, damn, I, I can't really, I'm two for sure jumped out. Aloya Verde for sure. Um, the whole Mullet thing, that was like number one. But the last one, I was like, ah, because I talk about the Hector thing, you know, later on in the episode. But I was like, ah, oh, let me just throw that in there because I, I love the episode, man. What about you? No, yeah, it's definitely another good episode. Um, and we're going to discuss it further as we break it down. Um, now, with the accento, I agree with you. I, I Originally, I thought it was mole. But the only other thing is, were they trying to say mole? Nah, you know, bro, like a nah. mole? Really? Nah. Does it have the accent I mean, mark I'm, on I'm, it? It does, yeah. Okay, yeah so if it's you go mole. on Netflix. It's mole. Yeah, it's mole. Yeah, it's mole. Sure. That, yeah, right? That's sure. what I thought as yeah. well. So uh, I was a little bit thrown off, you know, I... You know, looking on Twitter and, you know, seeing some other videos and stuff on YouTube and people were saying mole. And I was like, it has the accento. It's not mole. It's it's mole. But I, I don't know what they were going for, for on that. Come, but, on, uh, come on, people on YouTube. Bit. It's not mole. It's mole. <laughs> maybe they were like mole, mole. Uh, no, it's mole. Maybe. I'm telling you, man, maybe that's where they would have got. Um, it would have been cool just to incorporate maybe. You know, Hector's wife, you know, she's cooking up mole. Hey, you know, my wife made some mole. There you go. Bam. Simple. Some type of reference. Something, yeah. Something, bro. Something, man. But nothing, bro. They, we even got a chicharron reference, bro. What the hell? Can't <laughs> get a mole. But anyways, man, go ahead and get us started, man, with your first favorite scene. Of course. I'm going to start off with the opening. Uh, Okinawa 1972. We hear a sensei yelling out loud orders. Again. Now, at first glance, let me ask you this. Did you know who that was? Just at first glance. Nah. Uh-uh. I, I didn't either. I didn't either. So, uh, and then, of course, he goes into this uh, kind of a monologue or a little speech. He's like, to succeed, you must overcome, train mind, train body. And then he stops all of a sudden and addresses the only kid in the group and um, <clears throat> demands to see his hands. And when the kid responds, uncle... That's when the light ball clicked in for me. And then, of course, uh, um, the um, the sensei calls, you know, addresses him as chosen. So right away I knew it's young Sato. Yeah. Which, you know, that was I love that. You know, I love when they incorporate the flashbacks. I love how they, you know, bring these characters and give them the young. You see the younger version of them. And then, of course, he gives them the famous honor speech. A man without honor is no man. And then, of course, it flashes back. Um I love the flashback, and it just gives some background on a little bit of how Sato influenced Chosen, man. I like that. And so just basically just for that, you know, just because we saw young Sato and we saw how he influenced Chosen. So That was dope. That was. You know when I knew it was Sato? <laughs> when? When he said coward. Coward. Ah, coward he said yes. coward, bro. Only a coward. Yeah. Coward. You know, and that was the connection in part two. I, I love that about Sato, bro. Like, coward. You know, like, so coward. You return when he's talking crap to Mr. Miyagi. And Mr. Yep. Miyagi's like, to settle affairs with father and with me. So he's like, Sato, I don't fight you. Then you die. He was as business, you have lived. Yeah. A coward. You see your father. Then you see me. Miyagi, coward. So when he said coward, that's where I made that connection, man. So sorry how to get my sato in there but yeah man love love that again man just kind of getting a little backdrop 
of Chosen Man. Um, again, how he, you know, how he learned, right? And man, we love Chosen, you know, episode one. We love him in episode two. So I'm going to take it to the next one. Chosen on the job interview. Killing it, bro. Killing it. You know what I'm saying? So Tori already, you know, walks into to the Cobra Kai dojo showing some disdain, you know, just not really feeling it. Didn't bring in her trophy because she knows, bro. She knows she's not the real champ. Her championship was bought, bro. It's like a, you know, what they call it, like LeBron's Mickey Mouse ring when he won it in that COVID year. It doesn't count, baby. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And so, uh, but Chosen just takes it, bro. He wants Tori. And I just love how he's just challenging her, man. He's like, so you're a champion, eh? Good. So I will not go easy on you. Chosen, bro. Oh, and this is what I yeah. wrote down. Chosen, he's already dropping threes, bro. He's like Steph Curry. He's already dropping it. Just <laughs> his presence, bro, on the screen, man. It's just it's just captivating, dude. And just how he he has no fear, dude. He has no fear. He infiltrates. He's infiltrating, you know, Cobra Kai. And then he's going straight to the juggler, bro. He's going straight to Tori. You know what I'm saying? And so I love that part, man. It's just setting up for you know continuation of the scene. So I'm just gonna stop it right there. But did you have that as well? I wrote it down briefly, but yeah, just kind of to echo what you've been saying. Chosen, really, you know, and character-wise, you know, he he brings it, man. He tells Tori, "I'm not gonna go easy on you," and um, you know, he just he knows to push her to the limits. And we're gonna talk more about it in a later which I'm sure you got it down in the yeah, later sure. uh, scene. And, and he's going to do it in a way where it's dope, you know, in a way where it's, it's not like belittling, you know what I'm saying? In a way right. where it's not demeaning in a way where it's like, it really makes you think. So yeah, we're definitely going to get to that, man. So that's what I had, bro. You can go ahead and take it to the next one, man. Again, it was a real quick scene, but I loved it, dude. It was, I'm, yeah. I'm just like, damn, that dude's already just draining it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Draining those threes. You see how he pushed away the other sensei? <laughs> I didn't see that, really? <laughs> yeah. Some sensei tried to walk one of the, I think it was in the blue, uh, in the blue gi, he tried to walk and he's like, Ugh. Topanga, he like puts his hand Topanga up. Topanga karate? And, <laughs> bro, I, you know what? Yeah, I think it was Topanga. But uh, anyways, I just had to point that out because again, Chosen's killing it and it's, our, and it's only the beginning of the episode. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, the next scene I'm going to go to is, this, I call it the Salazar house. Okay. And uh, this is where Miguel comes, He obviously he spent the night at, uh, Hector's place. He comes down. Hector's cooking his famous churrasco, and uh, Miguel tells him, you know, st starts kind of telling him, you know, he studied martial arts and he was a champion back home in California. And um, you know, Miguel tries to hint of that's why he's here, kind of in a way. Maybe he's trying to bring up the subject about like why he's here, and maybe even say that, you know, hey, I'm I'm your son, but. They get interrupted, you know, uh, Maria and Luis, they come in and, um, you know, uh, kind of interrupt their conversation. And then he and uh, Hector reveals that uh, the boy is not like it's not his son, that the boy's not his love, that it's from his wife's previous marriage. But he and then he goes, gives us a little bit of backstory on his life, saying that he came close to being married or a family man when he was Miguel's age. And um that he even got married. That's what he said. Yeah. I even got married. And here's where the misdirection kind of starts. He said, but she left. And right there, I'm thinking, wow, the big three are going that way. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I and we're going to discuss, it. I don't want to reveal too much right now, yeah, yeah. but we're going to discuss it more as we go. But I'm in my mind in real time. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, really, you know, 
and it'll get more and more uh, descriptive as we discuss. But um, this is, like I said, this is where I noticed the misdirection. They're kind of humanizing Hector in a way, kind of making him seem like a good good guy. Yeah, stand you know? up. Yeah, and so I thought it was a good twist. And uh, how are you feeling at this point? Just a question I wrote down. Well, number one, man, I'm, I'm like, does Hector, Hector looks like a Latino Luke Perry to me. Does he look like Luke Perry? <laughs> Luke Perry? No, like he looks like a little bit of Luke Perry with the beard. Not not like Luke Perry 90210, bro, but Luke Perry like in his in his last 10 years, bro, when he had the beard and stuff, you know. Like, oh, yes, yes. I was like, dude, that, that cat looks like Luke Perry, bro. So <laughs> but yeah, man, how am I feeling? Well, number one, some observations that I had, and I did have that scene. Uh Miguel stayed in his house. So again, we already talked about that. I'm just gonna throw it out there again, you know. Uh then Churrasco. Y el mole? Like, que onda, bro? What's up? You know, where's the mole? And then, um, yeah, bro, everything you said, you know, just to echo. You know, Miguel, you could tell he wanted to tell him that, that you know, that he's his son, but he didn't. You know what I'm saying? And and then with when he goes into his little spill, right? I was almost a family man once. You know, he says, I never had a son of my own, never had kids of my own, but I got married. We started talking about having kids, but she left, Right. And so it just gets quiet right there. But me, dude, I would have been like, yo, why did she leave? You know what I'm saying? Like, I would have been nosy. Like, right. Yo, why did she leave? So uh, I guess, obviously, for the story, you know, Miguel didn't ask. Right, but yeah. I'm just feeling if Miguel's so curious and he's asking all these questions, I think that would have been a question that he would have asked. You know, hey, yo, why did she leave? Because that would have been a good thing. Like, yo, why did she leave? To see what he says. You know, what if he would have said, oh, you know, she's this, she's that. Uh because we get a response, but we get a response when he's all freaking, you know, terrified later on. But it would have been good to get the yes. response right now. Like, just like, yo, why did she leave? What happened? So that's how I was feeling. I think Miguel should have, you know, kind of probed a little bit more and asked, hey, you know, why did she leave? So, but yeah, dope scene. Exactly. You know, uh, Latino Dylan, Dylan Martinez, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, instead of McKay? Yeah, McKay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta, gotta give him that, you know, Latino surname. All right, bro, I'm gonna go real quick. I just, you didn't like Hector de Salazar, but I like, I like when Johnny, you know, coming out of Mexico, he's still in Mexico, excuse me. And the guy's like, you know, talking about he has to move the van. He's like, Spanish? He's like, no, America. I like <laughs> oh, that. Yes. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Hola, hola, Espanol. What? Espanol. No, America. Ah, no, Mexico. Estás en zona de grúa. Necesito que mueva la van. Gracias, gracias. It's custom decal. No, yo quiero hombre. Hector de Salazar. No conozco ningún Hector Salazar. No, no. Este, tienes que mover la van, por favor. I think this guy wants money. No, no, dinero, no, 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 no. Este, mueve la van. Mueve la van, por no. favor. No, you cannot have the van. It's a very special van. Anyways, next scene for me. Oh, yeah, one more thing. El Hoyo Verde. That's where we first hear El Hoyo Verde. And I'm like, well, come on, man. But, yeah, dude, how am I feeling? Again, uh, dude, dude seems stand up to me. Does still doesn't seem like a bad guy. So I, that's the misdirection that I got. They're painting him as this good guy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so, and we also see that he's getting close to Miguel. So I'm also feeling, you know, obviously this is the second time that I, I, I watched the episode, uh, but I remember the first time is just like, man, this guy stand up. But now I'm like, damn, he's getting close to Miguel. Like, what is drawing yep. this guy to Miguel? You know what I'm saying? So. That's how I was feeling, and I was going to see, okay, where is this story going to take it now? By reading the reviews and reading, you know, stuff on Twitter before the season came out, we knew that the, we knew that the Mexico storyline was only two episodes, you know, and maybe I right. shouldn't have, you know, looked at reviews, but I'm just a glut for punishment. But 
yeah, so I'm like, okay, something's going to happen that's going to, you know, obviously end, you know, whatever's going on between Hector and Miguel. But it seemed that he had this genuine interest in Miguel, man. And I wish they would have explored it a little, little bit more. So that's how I'm feeling. What about you, man? How are you feeling? Well, again, just to kind of to reiterate, I was I was a little bit, you know, thrown off by the misdirection. And I was like, wow, he they're going to go this way, basically he's a good guy. So that means there's a piece of information missing or is Carmen not being fully honest as to what happened. So I guess a little bit of confused with the mixture, but intrigue. Let oh, me yeah, emphasize for sure. that for sure. Intrigue. Def- sure. Definitely want to know more. And that's why I guess I was like, dude, ask him, ask him, yo, what happened? You know, what happened with yep. that? What happened with your wife, man? So, all right, man, I'm going to take it next to what we were just talking about a few minutes ago, man. Chosen and Tori. Love him, dude. He's challenging her. But Honor. again, not in a way that's belittling, not in a way that's disrespectful. He's like, you're better than this. <laughs> and she's just like, you know, looking at him. He's like, you're troubled. I like that, man. He's just, he's calling her out, bro. I love that. But again, right, he's yeah. doing it in a way where it's like, it's making her think, right? And, and, you know, I love the question that, you know, she asked him, well, why do you want to be a sensei? And he's like, honor. Yep. And she's like, that's it. And he's like, that's everything. I love that, bro. I was just like, damn. I was like, man, that's dope, man. So, you know, we Karate Kid, you know, all the movies, you know, even Cobra Kai, you know, they focus on honor. They talk about honor a lot, man. And so I don't think we've ever gotten into this, in, you know, in the on the podcast, man. But what's honor to you, man? You know, because, again, you know, that to me, when he said that's everything, I was like, OK, shit, it made me think. So what what what's honor to you, man? What do you, you know, what's honor to you? And what do you and you know what? What do you think he's meaning by that, uh, by what he's telling Tori? Well, actually, um, let me answer it kind of in your first question, like what's honor to me. Um, For me, honor is how you carry yourself and how you live your life. And what I tell my kids and is, you know, we're Latinos, we're we're hijos de immigrantes, sons of immigrants. And I tell myself that our parents made the ultimate sacrifice for us and every positive step I take in life is how I honor that sacrifice and their name and their legacy. So that's what honor means to me. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, you know, yeah, for sure. So basically what you're saying is, you know, remembering i guess the a, more of a legacy you know there's a legacy you're honoring um so you're respecting and you're remembering you know what your family did for you your parents correct am i getting it right right okay yes. for sure so to me you know because again i started thinking about it i'm like well it's doing what's right you know it's simple yeah. right it's a simple answer doing what's right right yeah uh, giving giving to others helping others you know it's it's being virtuous man so whether that's you know, remembering the lessons that your parents taught you or remembering their sacrifices and understanding that and appreciating that. That's a big one, right? Especially nowadays where it doesn't seem like, you know, people appreciate, you know, their family or, 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 or what their family has done. Right. So I was just like, man, that that's awesome. And, and then it's awesome because look, he's saying, Hey, you stick to what's right. You do what's right. You help others. You give others. That's why he wants to be a sensei, not because he wants this title, not because he wants to be seen, not because he wants, you know, a million followers. And, and, and you think about it, that's what people 
they that's why people do certain things now, right? Because they want to be seen, they want to be popular, whatever. But he's like, I'm doing it because I want honor. Yeah. yeah, I want honor. I want to do what's right. I want to give to others. I want to help others, right? And and then he says this. He's like, no one can take honor from you. Only you can take honor from yourself. And it's like, that's even more badass because look, man, right? only you can choose to no longer stick to what's right, right? No one's going to make you say, hey, you know, be somebody else. Now, only you can choose to cheat somebody. Only you can choose to hurt somebody. No one can take honor from you. So those things that you know that are true, those things that you know that are right, no one can turn you away from that. You make the decision to turn away from that. So going back to what you said with your kids, you know, you, you instill this in your kids. Again, no one's going to make them do anything. They're going to have to make that decision. My daughter, one day when she's, you know, faced with a decision to, you know, maybe do something that she knows she is not going to be honorable, <laughs> you know, she's right, going to have yeah. to make the decision. And she can't be like, well, they made me. No, no, no one can take honor from you. You know what I'm saying? So nope. I like that, man. You're it's in just, control. Yeah. You're in control for sure. So definitely dug that, man. So it's, just, and it's just a badass scene because obviously Silver is intrigued. He comes in, right? And he called him what, uh, what Chosen said his name is Sensei Joe. <laughs> and Sensei then he's Joe, just yeah. like, you know, what? He's basically like, you know, intrigued, like what's going on? He's like, hey, first train mind, then train body. And I love that too, bro, because your mind has to be right, man. It doesn't, again, and we talked about this, man, when when Miguel in, in season four where he couldn't fight in the tournament because his mind wasn't into it, bro. It, again, it doesn't matter how much talent you have. If your mind isn't into something, bro, it's not going to work, man. You know what I'm saying? Your head has to be right. Think about all the athletes who never made it big because they were head cases, man. You know what I'm saying? Think about those right. athletes, Johnny Manziel, who had all the talent in the world. And he never made it because his his mindset wasn't right, bro. So your mind has to be right, man. So I love this, man. Just badass. Chosen's just bringing lines, bro. He's just dropping it. He's like Jordan, 55 points in New York, bro. And he, I love this, too. <laughs> yeah. If you want to break free of troubles, you must face them directly. Sensei Joe, what are you working on with our champion? First train the mind, then train the body. Don't let me interrupt. If you want to break free of troubles, you must face them directly. I'm just writing Love that down, bro. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 awesome, man. And then uh, at the end, obviously, Silver's like, "Hey, you know how how do you know that that move or whatever?" Because Chosen does that little, yeah. that, Chosen does a little punch on that uh, on that on that training dummy, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you know." But here, let me ask you this. Do you think Silver knew he was bullshitting? I put that on there. Just the way he looked at him. Do you think he was like, oh, this guy's bullshitting me? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, okay. This is my opinion. Just from yeah, what yeah, I yeah. saw. I, okay. Yeah. I, to me, but it just seemed like it was, too, it was too good to be true. So that's why I said mm. that. Like, yo, this guy knows a little bit too much, man. So I was like, man, I think this guy's bullshitting me, man. So, But badass, bro. And I know you have yeah, badass. Well, man. Go ahead and, and share what you got with that. No, absolutely. And, you know, just to um, quote the infamous John Rambo, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the mind is the greatest weapon. Okay. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no doubt. And um, but yeah, great scene. I totally agree with everything you you said. Chosen brought the wisdom. You know, he's um, basically implementing his plan to perfection. He's infiltrating Cobra Kai, getting Silver's attention while at the same time dropping wisdom to Tori or, you know, training Tori, giving her advice, you know, crucial, important advice, kind of, you know, getting a little resemblance to Miyagi in a way, but that's just me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, great scene. Chosen killed it. 
No doubt. No doubt. All right, brother, where are you taking us next? This is a real quick one, real quick one. I call it El Dragon, and this is where, um, you know, Johnny and Robbie are at, like, this is after the car has gotten towed, and they're, they're in the store, and they notice what I believe to be, like, a hot pepper challenge. And, uh, <laughs> you know, um, Johnny's a little bit upset because uh, the impound lot wanted four Gs, four G pesos, let me clarify that. <laughs> four Ps. And, <laughs> four yeah, thousand Ps. Four yeah. pesos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of remind me of Crucito's debt, bro. Four Gs, four K. Oh, sorry, Crucito, I had to throw that in. Crucito, Crucito, clavo, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, of course, I, Johnny being Johnny, bringing the comedic value, thinking that uh, four thousand pesos translates to a million dollars, which <laughs> Robbie clarifies that it's only two hundred dollars. And then, of course, this is where we get the hot one reference. Um, and here, the the main thing I want to take down from this scene is that. Robbie volunteers to compete because they're short on cash. They need $200, but I think they only have half of that. But Robbie volunteers to compete because they need the money, because they need the van in order to continue to look for Miguel. And he competes in that challenge just really mainly for the hot one reference and props to Robbie, man. He's, he's going the extra mile to bond with his dad and to help find Miguel after everything, the his everything that they've been through him and Miguel and their history. So this is something I took down. Like I said, it was a really quick, small scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, got, I had it down as well. Cause obviously Johnny done with the currency exchange, you know, the 4,000 pesos, <laughs> Yes. you know, and why don't you ex just exchange those 30 minutos? Remember <laughs> 30 minutos, <laughs> right? So yes, yeah, so the, the red Savina, bro, the red Savina, you know, uh, el dragon Savina, uno yeah. mas, you know what I'm saying? So it was pretty cool, man. Uh, so yeah, I had it down as well. And I had it down because I was like, hey, yo, they finally got the subtitles, right? They put gringuito como cerdo morirá antes de la segunda ronda. I'm like, yo, finally got the subtitles, right? So definitely liked it as well. And definitely got it. You know, that, that Robbie was, you know, Robbie was, you know, helping his dad and in, in turn helping Miguel as well, man. So pretty dope as well. Would you have done it though, man? Would you have a, you like spicy food, spicy chiles like that? Cause I don't, man. Not, no, I'm a, what was the term at one of my old jobs back in the day, they uh, nicknamed me um, the mild Mexican really. because I didn't like spicy food, man. So I'm, I'm the highest I'll go is medium. Oh, don't get you me know, wrong. I love it. spice, but shit, nothing like that, man. <laughs> nothing like no red dragon or dragon or whatever, bro. Right, yeah. Nothing like that, man, for real. Oh, oh. no, no, I'm sorry. But what you're saying, would I have done it if I were in yeah, Robbie's yeah, position? Sure. Um, You know what? I, I I would probably, I probably wouldn't, man. I'd be like, you know, no, let Johnny do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's screwed, he's screwed. <laughs> he's screwed, man, yeah. All right, brother. So I'm going to take it to the next one. I, I love this scene, man. Uh Miguel, Miguel, man, you know, just, just pissed at Carmen because of that misdirection, right? You know, and he calls Carmen and she's worried and he's like, you lied to me. He doesn't even know I exist. He's nothing like you said. And I was like, hell yeah, you know, and Miguel's like all these things I missed out on. And I was like, man, I, I could feel that, bro, because again, as somebody who grew up without a father, man, you know, if I, if I would have met, you know, my dad, you know, 20 years later, like Miguel is meeting him, you know, or 15, 18 years, whatever. Right. And he seems like a stand up dude. I'd be pretty pissed as well. You know, especially if, if the dad didn't know that I existed. So, man, 
I was just like, I had to put that down because, you know, Cholo's bringing it as well in the scene, man. So would you be mad, man? Would you be mad in terms of, of how the way with Miguel was? I would. I would definitely agree with Miguel if the fact that I thought I was being lied to. like, And at know, that point, he's, he does feel that way. At that point, he feels that way. So, yeah, I would agree in real time. Yeah, I would react probably the same way as Miguel did. Okay, for sure, man. So that that's why I put that down, man, because it's just like, all right, like, man, you know, and obviously Carmen is taken aback because, you know, she knows the Hector from, you know, 17 years ago before Miguel was born. But now Miguel is obviously seeing a different picture. So we see, right? So we think. And so Miguel's just like, yo, this dude's dope. This dude, you know, making churrasco for me. This guy wants to take me to MMA fights. Like, you know, he's nothing like you said. So that's why I wrote that down, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. I had that scene down as well. And I, I think you covered it perfectly. Uh, I've, I've been praising Miguel pretty much the, since the last episode of how he's, you know, been so determined to find Hector and everything. But at the same time, uh, I took a different angle. Uh, and again, he's young, he's naive. The character Miguel is young and naive because in a way he rushes to judgment, bro. He doesn't even give Carmen a chance to explain herself or get more context from her oh, side of the true. story. That's true. Just, just an observation, but no, at the I like same that. time, you know, it, I didn't, I didn't even get that. I guess, again, you know, when, when we look at things, we look at things from, you know, our perspective and our experiences, man. So again, as a, as a guy, as a kid who grew up without a dad, I'm looking at it like him, like, damn, you know, you lie to me, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? But you, you're looking at it as a different point of view, different perspective. So I'm glad you said that, bro, because you're right. He should have gave her at least an opportunity to kind of explain herself. So I like that you said that. Yeah, those, and again, that's just something I pointed out, something I noticed because, you know, I'm looking at it, I guess, from a parent perspective. I mean, from a kid, yeah. I can totally see Miguel's reaction and it's even warranted or, you know, I understandable. I'll, I'll go that far. Understandable. But um, I guess I'm just from the parents point of view, you know, I, I wouldn't want like any of my kids to just come on, come at me like that without hearing my side. For sure. That's good. I like that, man. Good job. All right, brother, where are you taking this next? The next place I'm going, I'm going Tori and silver at Cobra Kai. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this is where uh, Tori reveals that she knows about the ref. And I love Silver's response slash mind game. You still won the fight. Did I? Of course you did. You're the champion. I know it, but Russo knows it. The whole valley knows it. If you don't believe it, then you're the only person who doesn't. So what am I supposed to do now? Just go back to normal and act like nothing happened? Listen. I'm not Sensei Kreese. I don't have the connection you two had. I never had to scrape and claw my whole life like you. But what I do know is how to use every advantage to ensure victory. You mean cheating? The tournament was a matter of Cobra Kai's survival. If a person steals food to survive, are they cheating? Or are they doing what must be done? I want you to be here. So let's be real. That's basically what Silver did. He played a little mind games. He took a page out of Kreese's book. Doesn't even deny the bribery or the payoff to the ref. 
and insists that Tori still won the fight. This is again where the mind games are coming into play. And then he goes into his speech, man. Says you're the champ. Everybody knows that. Larusso knows that. And if you don't believe it, you're, uh, yeah, the valley. And if you don't believe that, you're the only person who does. Then he kind of takes a level down and empathizes. He says, "Look, I don't have the connection you increase had. You know, I never had to scrape and crawl my way through life. But what he does know is." And again, this is silver being tight, in my opinion. No, that's a badass. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I know how to use every advantage to ensure victory. I gotta, I gotta give props to him for that. Right for there. sure, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and he even goes as far as using an analogy: if a person steals food to survive, are they cheating or are they doing what must be done? I think me and you can kind of see through that, but a young seventeen-year-old might not be able to. Um, and then of course he, he gives her, uh, or to finish off, he says, if you choose to leave, I won't hold it against you. But if you come back tomorrow, I'll make you the future of this dojo. And it's just brilliant, brilliant performance by Silver right here, man. I love it, <laughs> you know? And in my opinion, he even convinced me if I was Tori, I was like, dang, he's got a phone, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But like what I was saying earlier, from a 17 year old's perspective and, and stop me if I'm maybe not giving enough credit to the 17 year olds of today. But um, I mean, I can totally see how they won't be able to, the comparison, basically what I'm trying to say is the comparison is not the same in my opinion. Like we know that uh, if someone steals for food to survive, okay. Yeah. We understand that. But cheating in the manner that she did for a freaking tournament is totally different, right? Is that what you're insinuating? Thank you. Okay, cool. Yes. Very good. Yes. So I'm going to tie this in, man, because he says you can be the future of this dojo. The decision is yours. So I'm going to tie it back to what Chosen said. No one can take honor from you. Only you can. You only you have the ability to, you know, lose honor. It's on you. You know what I'm saying? The decision is yours. So you can you can continue being part of Cobra Kai, Tori. Knowing that, hey, you cheated to get that trophy, or you can be like, you know what, I'm gonna do what's right, and I'm gonna, you know, basically bail out on you, Silver. You know what I'm saying? So, I just got that right now as you were talking about that because, yeah, she was convinced. Obviously, you know, we'll see it in a later scene where she came back, but uh, badass scene, badass because it started with uh, dinner drinks at Silver's house <laughs> for Sensei Joe, so he's <laughs> inviting uh, Chosen to his house. And then we see Amber, and I was like, yo, we need to see more of Amber. You know what I'm saying? But then, <laughs> yep. then, bro, then, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, Tori confronts Silver. And I think the whole honor talk, and, you know, you let me know if I'm wrong. The whole honor talk from Chosen got to her, you know, because no one can take honor yep. from you. Only you can take honor from yourself. So she's battling with that, right? Because she's like, yo, what's the point? You know, you're just going to make, you're just going to pay to make me a champion again. So she knows that's not right. Honor, right? Doing what's right. Doing what's virtuous, right? And so, yeah, then he just brings it, bro. He, yeah, you're right. Silver's on the money. You know what I'm saying? You know, just talking about, you know, to, hey, I'm not so, I'm not Sensei Crease, you know? And you, like you said, bro, I don't even want to repeat it, but I do want to say this. When he said this, and you're like, yo, this is tight, and it is tight. He says, I know how to use every advantage to ensure victory. That's business. You know why? Because that's what the successful people do. They use exactly. every advantage they have. They ask for help. They look for help. They enroll into programs. You know, sometimes it's not even that they're more talented or smarter. They're just 
they're just out there hustling, man, and, you know, getting the help, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and sometimes, you know, people who go through, like, tough situations and tough upbringings, they get so caught up in that. They're like, oh, man, all my life I've been clawing and scraping. All my life, you know, I've been poor. All my life is this. You know, that they never look beyond that, and so they stay in the same place. As opposed to people who never been through that, they're just like, no, I got this advantage. I'll go here. I'll go there. I'll talk to this person. I'll network. I'll do all this stuff. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like, man, they know. You know what I'm saying? They know that they can get the help, and they know that they can thrive. As opposed to just like, woe is me, you know, damn, I grew up, you know, with nobody and nobody loves me and all this stuff. So that's why it's like, okay, yeah, because that's what they find a way. That's what successful people do, bro. You know, check this out. Find a way. Check this out. Your kids are going to have advantages that you didn't have growing up. And it'd be dumb for them not to take those advantages and use them for them to succeed in life. My daughter is going to have and she has had advantages that's going to help her bro you know i don't want my daughter to go through the things that i went through so so that's right. what i'm saying bro like you get to a certain point in life where you're like yo use that advantage don't be like oh well nah man like and, and maybe i'm not explaining myself right because i'm just thinking about that like yeah that's what successful people do like you just you you create a new um what's the way um a new pattern of life, a new a way new of path, life for yeah. your kids, a new path, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, 15, 20 years from now, like, I don't want my daughter struggling the way that I was struggling. You know, no, I want to make it where she can use it advantage. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so that's why I, that's why it stood out to me. Cause I'm like, yo, that's what successful people do, man. You know, they, <laughs> it's like they said, man, I heard somebody say this success leaves breadcrumbs and they'd be stupid for them not to follow those breadcrumbs to be successful. You know what I'm saying? So I love it for that, man. Yeah, bro. Badass. Silver's bringing it as well. So, yeah, you know, your 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 thing about Silver and Chosen, man, one on one, bro. It's like Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson, bro. You know what I'm saying? So pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So I'm going to go back just a little bit and I just want to talk about um, uh, just the all in moment, you know, todo when uh, Robbie went in all in. Here's why I want to bring it back. So. Again, this it was before the scene that you just talked about, which is fine. Again, we don't we don't break this, you know, episode. We don't do that scene by scene, but I do like it because it was a connection to part two. So all in, right? Robbie goes in, all in. And this is a connection to part two that I got. They're in a they're in a bar type place, you know. Yeah, in Mexico, they're more like at a kind of a store, restaurant, you know. I saw the pupusa sign in the back. Yeah. But they're around with all these people, right? And Johnny goes all in, todo, right? Just like Miyagi did for Daniel. And here's another reason. Remember, remember when right before uh, Robbie's gonna eat that, uh, eat that uh, red pepper dragon, he starts concentrating, just like Daniel did. He started challenging his inner Daniel Larusso because yep. he's like, you got to be strong here, not here. So I just started thinking about that, right? You know, when, when Daniel right before he breaks the ice, he's all scared. He's like, it's not about being strong, you know, you know muscle wise is about being strong and mental and so i just like to me it's just it connected you know it doesn't make a difference you know uh about how strong you are it's like it's mentally you know and that's what robbie was doing he was getting mentally strong so he could eat that 
red pepper. So I just started thinking about sundown, baby. You think you can do better, Big Mouth? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, man. So that that's how I got it, bro. It's because they win the money just like Miyagi won all the money that they needed. So it just seemed like it was kind of a, a similar connection to part two. What do you think? Yeah, what did uh, Miyagi say at the end of, or at at the end of that scene in part two? You get college education, we get Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, it kind of to me, it kind of looked like it. I was like, oh look, it's kind of kind of the same thing, you know what I'm saying? So right, yeah, yeah. That that's why I had to talk about it, man, because it's just like, yo, that's that's what it reminded me of, man. All right, brother, but yeah, then we realized, man, you know, realized that he wasn't chewing on the red pepper. The dragon he was chewing on, El Masticador, that I'm still looking for, man. And I just love Johnny's <laughs> reaction, bro. He's like, man, that's the most badass thing I've ever seen. I love it, bro. I love it. All right, man. Take us next. I think I know where you're gonna take us to the to the oh, green to man. the green the green pan or what's what's oil the green hole. Uh, <laughs> oh <hole>, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I I didn't. I wanted to take down that scene, no? but I kind of I skipped over it a little bit because I think he. On a later scene, it gives us more okay. context. So I took, I took, I, I, I actually did take it down briefly. I called it Oyo Verde One. Okay. Because I, I like Oyo Verde Two a little bit better. Okay. But um, yeah, just take us where you're going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna take you to dinner and drinks. This is where uh, Chosen arrives at Silver's mansion. Silver being silver, greets him in style. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and. Gives him um, some whiskey. And I love the bottle, bro. <laughs> With the snake top. You know what oh, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's called, uh, what was it? 50-year-old ya- Yamakazi. Yamazaki. 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 Okay, okay. There you go. And uh, he even prepares him like a meal from home. He, you know, even serves him a little taste of home. They go through a little bit of small talk, and then they end up at the legacy section or the legacy part. Your success does not surprise me. Your students are well-trained, especially your champion. Well, our students are our legacy. And whose legacy do you carry? My master was Kim Sun Young, among others. And you? Your father. I was raised by my uncle. My father died when I was young. Hmm. Or killed him. Cowardice. I struggled with my own cowardice. I lost a fight. A fight I should have won. Rivalries die slow deaths, especially in Japan. I love that. What killed yeah. your father? Cowardice. I love that. Cowardice. <laughs> I know, right? And that Chosen tells him that he uh, he had his struggles with cowardice, that he lost a fight that he should have won. And he proceeds to tell him that, or no, this is where Silver tells him that uh, he has a rival in the dojo business, and he, you know, mentions Larusso for the first time. And um, <clears throat> just, you know, overall, it was just a great exchange between the two characters because at the same time, Chosen's kind of being like, you know, uh, or, or Silver tries to t- uh, tell him, you know, so you'll take the job, and he's like, you assume I'll take the I job. I love that. Yep, that was. Dope. I love that too. So. Uh, so it was just a great exchange between the two characters, Chosen just feeling him, kind of really feeling out Terry Silver, trying to get info, intel, 
I should say that's a better word from him. And he's not afraid to push back. I love that, man. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> he's he's going toe-to-toe with him, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, and I, yeah, I love that. A fight I should have won. Hell yeah, you should have won that fight. Larissa should have <laughs> never beat his ass in part two. That's whack. Anyways, man, uh, I want to take you back to Oyo Verde, actually, because a couple, couple of observations. Number one, everyone seems to know Hector, but what the hell yep. does Hector do, right? So... MMA, Mexico style, Fortaleza, you know, all that stuff. Vicente. And, uh, but then Hello. again, you know, him and Miguel are kind of, ha- not kind of, him and Miguel are having drinks. So you went from, you know, Silver and Chosen having drinks. But before that, Miguel and, you know, Hector were having drinks, man. You know, he gives them some, uh, some tequila and they toast. And this is my, when my first toast comes in. But, anyways, he's talking about him, right? Because obviously Miguel notices that all these, People know him, right? And he says, look, I made a lot of money back in the day, but not in the restaurant business. The kind of place where you make friends in high places, enemies too. But I put the past away. And again, I'm like, what the hell does he do, man? But I love this, bro. They toast. You know what they toast to, bro? And me and you are going to toast. Next time, we we ain't kicked it in a while, bro. Next time we kick it, we're going to toast to this. They say that they're going to toast to put in the past away. Woo! Hell yeah, bro. I want to toast to that shit. Put in the past away. Nah, bro, you're you're like 45 minutes from me. I'm talking about being in person, bro. We're going to freaking <laughs> clink glasses. Toast to yeah. putting the past away. I love it, man, because that's how I feel, bro. I want to put the past away. So I had to put it down, bro, because I was like, hell yeah. I want to toast to put in the past away. So next time me and you, man, we're together. We're going to toast to put in the past away, bro. All right, man. So that's what I put in, man. Again, I had to put it in for that. So take us to your next favorite scene. Is it is it a oil better than two? Yeah, but before that, man, you know, just to kind of echo what you said about putting the past uh, behind us. Uh, I once recently uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts, you know, so it's therapeutic for me. And one of the lines that I took down from one of the podcasts I listen is, "You can't move forward if you're constantly looking in the rearview mirror." That's true, no doubt, no doubt. You're freaking wrecked, so bro. I, <laughs> so I just had to, I had to throw that out there, yeah. man. And it, it's helped me a lot, man, because, you know, I've had my struggles this year, but you know what? I'm not looking in the rearview mirror. Hey, so. toast to put in the past away, bro. I'm telling you, bro. We're going to drink. Past drink away, a, yeah. Hold on. Exactly. It's getting cold, That's, right? It's getting cold, right? So we're going to drink a stout, bro. I'm going to drink 12% stout, bro. All right. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. All take, right, us, man. take us to the next place. Absolutely. So I'm going to go Oyo Verde 2. And this is where uh, Johnny and Robbie arrive at El Oyo Verde in full FBI t-shirt gear. They're asking for Hector the Salazar. (laughs) So that's Johnny bringing the comedy. And then, of course, he makes the line saying that MMA is some grab-ass BS. And (laughs) while he's asking, I know, right? And then while he's asking for Hector the Salazar, one of his home, I, I'm assuming it's one of his homeboys. They don't mention his name or anything. Uh, calls him, you know, and warns him, hey, there's calls two Hector. gringos. Yeah, calls Hector and tell him there's just two gringos looking for you and that they're FBI. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, bro. That's kind of stupid to you. Yeah, it's kind of insulting my intelligence here because you would think that two FBI agents are not going to walk in. With their full gear on. <laughs> or with a t-shirt. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. Or just, right, or just yeah. look at the t-shirt in the back, too. So, exactly. not, so not only does it insult your intelligence, man, I think it insults the intelligence of, of Mexican people, bro. 
right? I mean, for yeah, them to I be mean, for them to be that stupid, and they're not. So yeah, you know what? Right. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point, bro. Good point. Yeah. I mean, come on, writers. I just come on, writers. <laughs> is this guy's? I mean, not it was that probably dumb. the comedic value, though. So well, I the mean, comedic value is the t-shirt, but the fact that he actually did think that. You're right, bro. I didn't even think about that. That's good, man. I like that. All right, go ahead, bro. <laughs> No, I'll continue. So Hector, of course, obviously gets paranoid and he even starts to question. This is where we see the turn, the twist, where we start to see the revelation because Hector gets so paranoid, starts questioning Miguel, asks, demand, well, before he demands to see his phone, he like kind of does this frisk, man. Like he's wearing a wire. Sure he's wearing, <laughs> right, like yeah. he's not wearing, like he's wearing you a wire. And, Miguel's uh, with La Jura, bro, La Tira. Exactly. He just becomes totally suspicious of a man. Um, checks him for a wire, demands to see his phone, and of course checks his calls. And did you catch the golf and stuff call? Yeah, I I, I, yeah, it. I did. I was like, why did he call golf and stuff? I saw that. <laughs> exactly. And then goes through all the goes through not all of them, but goes through some of his pictures. Oh, and he stops right before, or he turns away right before he sees the picture of of Carmen and Rosa. Oh, oh dude, I didn't even see that. Really. Yeah, yeah, oh, man. Damn, I really that's a good wish catch. you would have noticed that. Because, yeah. Yeah, because I, w- I would have loved them to expand a little bit on that, but that's just me. Yeah, that, that's good. But you know what? That would have taken that would have taken the episode in a different direction, man. That's good. That would, yeah. Yeah, yeah it probably would have been a lot to unpack in the remaining episode. And we, they probably would have had to go into a full another episode. There probably wasn't in the budget sure. or anything like that. Well, I don't know because we still don't know what the hell Hector does, but go ahead, dude. <laughs> That's my big gripe. <laughs> but again, like I said, he doesn't see the main one that I really wish he would have saw and saw seen. But this is where Miguel's eyes start to open to see who Hector really is. And again, this is where the mix the misdirection just expands and just the writing from the big three, that whole twist. Cause again, earlier in the episode, we were kind of like, dang, Hector's a cool guy. He's a good guy, man. And now we start to see how it all plays out. You know, we just had to give it time. And I also love the Johnny versus El Lobo. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. That, that fight as well. Vicente just, El Lobo Gonzalez. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So it's just a great scene, man. I loved it just for that. The the reveal and the misdirection. And, of course, Johnny and El Lobo. Miguel opening his eyes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, bro. Uh, let me just go ahead before I, I get into that. Um, La Gritona Tequila. So they walk in. And on the background, Is it's that what La, La Gritona Tequila. Yeah, bro. I, 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 I saw it, right? So Johnny and Robbie walk into El Oyo Verde and it says, like, Gritona Tequila. And I was like, what is that? So you know what? They have it at Total Wine. So I'm going to give it a shot because it's a, a, I looked it up. It's a woman-owned brand tequila. And they say it's pretty good, bro. So, hey, much love to La Gritona Tequila, giving love to all the chingonas out there. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> hell, man, real, uh, yeah. love it as well, man. Again, Hector does get, like, everything you said, man, he gets paranoid. You know, he even says, hijo de su puta madre. I love that. You know, again, I love when they talk Spanish. And so then, yeah, Johnny starts throwing down, man. But, yeah, we do see. We do see him getting paranoid. But, again, why? Why is he getting paranoid? Is he a drug dealer? Is he, uh, you know, I mean, what is he, man? Is he some crooked businessman? Again, we don't really get. And maybe it was the writer's intentions for them to not reveal that. But I would have loved that. But anyways, man, did you get the uh, reference White Lightning? They call them White Lightning, Johnny. 
uh, Where's that from? League. Yeah, Major League Two. <laughs> Major League, right? Yeah, Major League Two, right? Major, Major League, League two. two. Yeah, bro. Jesse Ventura. Omar Epps' character. Yeah, yeah. Willie yeah, Mays. No, no. Je- Je- Jesse Ventura was White Lightning. Oh, uh, Jesse Ventura. Yes, Omar Epps right, was right. Uh, Black Hammer. <laughs> Black Hammer. Yes, you're right. But what's up with the? You know, they see a white person, they just give them white, like uh, White Warrior. Natsukao. Yeah. <laughs> White yeah. Lightning. Kick you know what I'm saying? What's all that? Or even Kenny Powers, bro. Flama Blanca. They call him Flama Blanca. <laughs> so, yeah, bro. But, dude, again, pretty cool scene. Hey, do you, do you know who that announcer is? You know, he's from Garland, right? Oh, God, no. That The announcer, See? the guy doing the announcing, right? At that yeah. fight, he's from Garland. That's uh, really uh, Gerardo Davila. That's Jaime Davila's brother, older brother. Really? From Garland High School. Yeah, that's him, bro. Yeah, I, he's, I he's, remember. A, he's an actor. Yeah, I, he's an actor. So, you know, shout out to uh, Garland, Texas. Yeah, Garland, Texas. Yeah. My alma mater, there man. You go, yeah, there. so Jaime Davila's brother, uh, Gerardo. Yeah, and Michelle, Davila. Michelle Davila. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Davila family, man. So yeah, that's it, yeah. bro. When I saw, I'm like, damn, that's badass, man. So, for sure, man. Uh, but yeah, man, where am I? Where am I taking it next, man? Uh, you know what, bro? You I'm gonna, gonna go let to the you. Main I, one, one of the main. No, you know what? Go ahead and go again, because I know you got the swords. I know you got the sword, right? You got the swords. No, the I, sword I, I you don't? did not. T- no, I don't. I didn't. I I skipped through that one and I went to Castillo Escondido. Castillo Escondido. Which one's that? Is that where they're going? Outside, on? outside. Yeah, outside. I I sent you a picture of it. Remember? Oh, okay, okay. So let me let me do the. Go ahead and do let the me do, swords, Let me do yeah. the sword and let me do inside, inside, bro. Did you have the inside the? Uh, eating chicharron. Did you have that talk? Because I have that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. yeah. You're gonna do both. Go ahead. Let Let me do I'll, one. I'll set it up. I'll set it up. I'll set it up. So okay. the sword, real quick. Uh, I just love it because, again, chosen dropping some bombs. You know, <laughs> you know, silver showing out, showing off his swords. Like you know, like you know, just like a toy collection, right? You know, silver and swords. And much, I yeah. used to want to collect swords, bro. I remember I bought one sword. I remember when Braveheart was a big thing. I bought one sword and stuff. So I just started thinking about that, but. You know, Silver just showing off his toys, and he's like, it might be all bullshit, you know, whatever. But then this was badass when Chosen said a story is only words. Belief is story much more valuable. That's badass, bro. So, yeah, no matter what what story anybody tells you, it's whether they believe it or not that's more valuable. So that's pretty badass. And then uh, that's when Silver's like, you're still not sold on Cobra Kai, huh? And he's just like, what's what's your and, and you know what? I actually love this about Chosen. He, he asked him, like, what's your big deal? Well, like, what are you trying to accomplish? Which what's is what your we, ambition. Yeah. yeah. What's your mission? What are you trying to accomplish with Cobra Kai? Which is something that we talked about in the in the last episode. Like, why is Daniel so so hell bent on, you know, taking down Terry Silver? And I love this, you know, and maybe it's bullshit. My only legacy is Cobra Kai. This is what he says. He's like, I'm thinking bigger than the valley. You know, I want I want to help kids. You know what I'm saying? I want again, he's thinking big. In terms of helping kids, but he's thinking big in terms of money too, because he's like, I want to have, I want Cobra Kai and karate to be synonymous with Starbucks and coffee. So he's thinking money wise, business, but he's right, also, business. you know, wanting to help kids out. So I'm like, all right then. And then right then, another toast, bro. And we're gonna have to toast to this too. So we got toast, two toasts coming, bro. Righting the wrongs of the past and coming back on top. We're gonna right the wrongs on the past, bro. And come back yep. on top. Another bad Absolutely. toast, bro. Hey, you see, that's why I put that down, bro. So I love it, man. I love it. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start it out. I'm gonna let you finish it. So then it cuts back to Hector and Miguel. He's just paranoid as hell. You know what I'm saying? He's got we gotta lay low a few days, maybe a week or two, you know? 
And then Miguel's like, well, what about your wife? What about your son? He's like, ah, they'll be fine. She's only after my money in the first place. <laughs> and I love this, bro. He's like, my dad taught me this story. Fly close to the sun. You'll burn Icarus. your wings right off. He's like, you know what? The government is not the sun that will burn you. It's women. <laughs> I love that shit, dude. I love it. I kind of agree with it, bro. I don't know about you. Kind of agree. He's like, you fly too high, they come and they bring you down. And he just, you know what? Hector brought it, bro. People always come after what's yours. They want you to sleep with one eye open. And, you know, and I, I thought of a reference with this, bro. One, one eye open. I love that reference. I always loved it. So Jay-Z has this song called Can I Live? And he's like... He's like, look, man, I got dreams of getting cream. Cream is like money. Let's do this. It gets tedious. So I keep one eye open like CBS. Cause that's how you gotta live, right? You gotta keep, you gotta sleep with one eye open because people are always trying to get you, man. So, and then he's just bringing it, bro. He's just saying all this stuff. He's like, yo, I can't even go back to my home in Ecuador. They want you to sleep with one eye open. I can't even go back to my home in Ecuador. Can you imagine? What happened in Ecuador? Success. Success happened. That woman I told you about, I was practically your age when we got married. Hey, hey, don't ever make that mistake. She couldn't stand me doing my business. And her mother even worse. Trataron de joderme a mí, un hombre exitoso. Y los corruptos hijos de puta en Ecuador hicieron lo mismo. And I love Miguel. Finally, he asked a question, what happened in Ecuador? And I love his answer. Success. Success yep. happened. Mm. And do you remember American Gangster when he was like, hey, your success took a shot at you. What are you going to do now? How are you going to kill it? You're going to become unsuccessful? He says, you can be successful and have enemies, or you can be unsuccessful and you can have friends. I love, I always love that from freaking uh, American <laughs> Gangster, bro. And then exactly. he just goes into that. Look, the woman I told you about, I was practically your age when we got married. And he's like, don't ever make that mistake. Woo! Hector basically insinuated right there that being with Carmen was a mistake. And then I love how he talks shit about uh, uh, Rosa, right? That's her name. Yeah, yeah. Rosa, yeah. And her mother, yeah, yeah. me trataron de joderme. A mí, un hombre exitoso. Los corruptos hijos de putas en Ecuador hicieron los mismos. And this right here, bro. You yeah, know what I regret? Yeah. Nothing. Damn. Not even leaving Carmen, the woman you marry. He's like, nothing. Because that's the cost of doing business. Take it. Take it. <laughs> Badass scene. Take it. <laughs> Man, you covered it perfectly, but just <laughs> Miguel is six to his stomach, bro. And here's the thing. I'm actually going to use Hector's story because I don't know if the writers were trying to do this intentionally or not, but you're familiar with the Icarus story, right? He flew too close to the sun and the wax melted the glue or the, or the sun melted the the wax and that's why he fell yeah or why he couldn't fly yeah miguel got too close to this to the truth and now look at him he's burned oh wow you okay. know yeah that, that's just what i got from that man i don't know if the writers were going for that you know what i'm saying but 
Miguel is, like I said, he's sick to his stomach, man. His eyes are wide open in disbelief. The truth has finally come out. We see who, which, well, we see Hector's true mindset and who he is as a person, but we still don't know. Like you've been saying, we don't know exactly what he does for a living. But, um, bro, when he leaves, because Miguel, I think, says, it's, you know, it's time to go home. And, they don't even shake hands, bro. And it, um, Hector tells him, Cuídate, cabroncito. Yeah, cuídate I'm mucho, like, cabroncito. <laughs> hey, he did offer Dang, it for chicharron first, bro. He did say, I mean, yeah. I'm I mean, that's, what is that, a cons <laughs> consolation? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, dude. But, uh, dang, I just, you know, Miguel's face says a thousand words, bro. Just how he is. Just he's in disbelief, man. He's like, wow. This is my father. Yeah. Hey, and these you know two scenes run. It runs into the next scene that you told me about, and I'm gonna let you talk about that one. But I want to say this: when he said, "I don't regret anything," when he said, "Hey, that's yeah. the cost of doing business," to me, and I want to hear your opinion on this. That right there caused Miguel to say, "You know what? F this guy. F this guy. You know, talking shit about my mom, my mom who's been there for me, my mom who didn't abandon me. You know what, bro? I feel that." I've, again, going back, I know I've mentioned this already in the pod before, you know, on this pod specifically, that I was raised by a single mom. I didn't have a father. So when he, this guy was talking shit, because that's what basically he was talking about. I mean, he was basically saying that Carmen was a mistake. He don't regret leaving Miguel her. Was a mistake. Miguel was a mistake. Carmen was a mistake. Marrying her was a mistake. Hey, because that's they came after my success and all that and not leaving. I don't regret any of it. Yo, that's like, you're saying my mom is nothing. My mom is trash. And that, to me, is like causing me to go to say, you know what? F this guy, I'm out. And it hurt him. You're right, bro. It hurt him. It burned him. It broke his heart, you know, because, you know, all he wanted was to find out the truth about his dad. And and now he does. And now he's like, damn, I came. Sometimes I came. truth hurts, right? Yeah, truth hurts. And like, I came to Mexico for this. So that's a powerful scene, man. And it gets even more powerful. So take us, bro. Yeah. Take us to the next part. Absolutely. I call this Castillo Escondido part two, man, because these two scenes tie together. And of course, after all this, after what we just heard and Miguel basically realizing, hey, I'm the cost of doing business, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, wow. in, sure. in, in, a, in a negative way, mm -hmm. <laughs> in a negative way. No and the first thing he does is he calls Carmen, man, He's crying, bro, apologizes. And um, I felt that, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really felt scene. that. Yeah, this whole that whole scene right here, this whole sequence for sure. Exactly, and then of course Johnny shows up, and he musters up the strength to say, "Ma, I'm okay, and I'm coming home." And then he makes eye contact with Johnny. They move closer to each other, and they embrace in this powerful hug. Sholo killed it in the scene, man. You know, Miguel realized that the man who is supposed to care about him doesn't and a man who who doesn't necessarily have to care about him does and it's just badass man. yeah bro. I, I i don't i don't have the worst <laughs> speechless, it, man. speechless. <laughs> exactly man trollo killed it hey here's Johnny another here's it. another toast it wasn't in the it wasn't in the show but hey toast to toast to being badass dads like that bro that you know yep. we'll, we'll, we'll go to our kids we'll go to our kids yep. that our kids don't have to you know what Hell yeah, that's toast yeah. number three. That our kids don't have they to never look have to for do us. it alone. Yeah, they don't have to look for us. 
because we'll come looking for them, bro. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. And Miguel called his mom. God, like, I felt that. He's like, I'm sorry, you were right. Because like you said, bro, remember, you said this earlier. He's like, he didn't even give her a chance to, to you know, to give her point of view. And at that point, he's like, man, I was, how stupid. But man, I love this man because, again, Miguel went looking for his real father. But guess what? His real father came looking for him. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? His love real that. father That's came great, looking man. for him. Hell yeah, bro. So, whew, it's a powerful scene, man. I'm still just thinking about it, man. I'm feeling that one, man. Yeah, right, I got chills, man. Yeah, for real, for real. So, hey, we're taking it to the last scene right here, baby. Nichols made her Finish decision. Off, baby. Finish, Finish off, baby. Finish off. Nichols made her decision. She's back, right? But there's no class today. And why is that? Because Silver says there's some business I need to take care of. And Chelsea, he's like, am I early? It's on the contrary. You're right on time. Right time. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> right on You're time. right on time. <laughs> and then I love it, bro, because he finally sniffed out the bullshit. You weren't entirely honest with me. So imagine my surprise when my new friend from Kyoto raises a glass and says something they would only say in Okinawa. Kari. Kari. Anyone who takes this man down gets the job, and I will pay triple. What I promised. He gives this whole spiel, bro. But look, I've I've had this whiskey. I even had it where they made it. And when my new friend from Kyoto said something else, I love this badass. Kari. And then so then he just he causes his his henchman, right? He's like, yo, I'm gonna pay triple what I promised. And then, <laughs> And Chosen just whips their ass. And then Chosen just kills it. Here's a drop away, fade away. Michael Jordan, he's like, now we draw a line. No more expansions. Game six winner against Utah, Game six, baby. baby. No more expansions. You cross line, you will beg for mercy. You know why I love that, too? Because if you notice it, when he says you will beg for mercy, you know what's on the background of the shot, the way it was filmed? It was no mercy in the background. Uh, I yes, love it, bro. Okay. So hell yeah, bro. Add add to it what you have, but that was badass too. Great way to finish it. Man, that was a badass episode. It was a great way to finish it. Both Silver and Chosen just killed it the entire episode, man. And I just love Chosen, who took down the so-called best senseis in the valley with ease. <laughs> you know, and I love it. Draws the line in the sand, not literally, of course, but um, and basically tells them if you do, you're gonna beg for mercy man just love children you know he doesn't back down at all man he takes it to him and silver's just staring man just looking at him and stuff so it's a great way to end it man and again it gets us wanting to see episode three yeah for sure for sure we mentioned this on our predictions man these storylines just got us hooked from start to finish so you covered it perfectly man so it's just a great way to end it and we're ready for episode three pay triple what i promised baby (laughs) hell yeah all right brother let's get into our categories man damn it's a dope show uh you run it back scene man what's that one scene you'd watch over and over again i think me and you were we're gonna have the same one i think where are you going? Uh, I'm pretty much 99% sure that I think we're in agreement to this. Is it Johnny and Miguel outside the Castillo Escondido? Or you know, no? 
it's it's that one, but I gotta put the 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 Hector and Miguel because that was a oh, cat- that was a catalyst. Yeah, no, I got Miguel and Johnny for sure, but that was a catalyst that made that even more powerful, bro. For true real. that, like true he, that. he needed that heartbreak for that hug to feel even much more special. He needed to right. feel like, damn, no one loves me. For him to know that no, someone does love me, bro. And sometimes it takes you freaking falling on your ass to realize who's really there for you, bro. I'll just say it. I'll just leave it at that. That'll be on my mission driven podcast. Truth, it's the truth, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I, I needed that Hector scene too to make that Miguel and Johnny scene even more powerful, bro. But hell yeah, that one for sure. For me too. It's a badass, dude. Badass. It's just even remember you said you text me a picture of it earlier in the day. And then I watched it and I sent it back to you. That's how badass it was. Cause I was like, damn, this is badass. So hell yeah. All right, man. I think we're gonna have the same quote. I don't know. I think we're yeah, but go ahead. What's your favorite quote, favorite dialogue exchange from this episode? I'm gonna go with silver. I think we're on the uh I think we're gonna be in agreement, but um I put writing the wrongs of the past and coming back on top. That's badass. That's our toast. That's that's badass. I like that. Uh, but no, I have no one can take honor from you. From so this is from that's chosen. another good one. There was, from that's chosen, another good right one. Yeah. No yeah. one can take honor from you. Only you can take honor from yourself. That's true, man. The decision is up to you. All right, brother. Back to the writers' room. What would you have done differently? I I would have just loved uh, Miguel to reveal to Hector, "I am your son." Oh yeah, you said that. that. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, that's what I would have loved. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, you're right. Well, how would that have changed the dynamic? What if he would have been True a bigger? What well, you know? What I think that would even made that would have even made the Miguel and John scene even more powerful if Hector was like, Psh, I don't care, you know. And right. What if he would have said, and like like you said, bro? Remember you said this? He would have been like, Bob, it's not my first. You're not my first or my last. <laughs> yeah, damn. Yeah. Oh yeah. What if he would have said, Well, you're with the cost of doing business. Damn, it's been ass. That would have made that that would have broke his heart even more, man. Yeah. Damn. All right. Uh, for me, man, back to the writers' room. I would just put, look, Hector. You know what did he do? Yo, he's some narcotraficante. I don't know. He's you know Chapo second in command, something, bro, or he. I don't know. He produces, you know, something. I don't know. He just makes money some way, some fashion. I would have loved to have known that. So that's what I would have done differently, man. All right, brother. CK3. Man, this is tough. This is tough. For me, it was. Maybe not for you, but uh, for me, it was. Go ahead. Where are you going? I think two are automatics, and that's just my opinion. <laughs> but Chosen and Silver. Let's be, let's be real. They both killed it in this. And just, again, just my opinion. And for the third, I'm gonna go with Miguel just because he 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 killed it in that Castillo Escondido scene, part one and part two. Okay, for sure. So I definitely have chosen. So CK3 for all those if you who are listening for the first time, those are our top three characters, our MVPs of the episode. So chosen for sure. Um, have Miguel for sure, and uh, I love Silver. Not that I didn't give it, to, didn't want to give it to Silver, but. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Maybe the Luke Perry thing. I think Hector. Maybe because Hector's never, we're never going to see him again. So I got Hector in there tied in with Johnny. So, again, this is our show. We can break the rules every now and then. Honorable mention, Johnny. But got to give it to Miguel, Chosen, and Hector. I think because just the way Hector got at the end, you know, that little story. The story about the sun burning your ass. Women burning your ass, you know. <laughs> All right, nothing. I just love his reaction. Nothing. <laughs> That's the cost of doing 
business, hijo de putas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. All valid trophies, man. What you giving it? Oh, man. I'm just going to go 4.25, man. I thought it was a good episode. Um, I enjoyed it from start to finish. And, you know, it did the same job as episode one and got me hooked for, or got me wanting season episode three. Yeah, I like it as well. 4.5 related to a lot of it. Uh, Father-son scenes always get to me. Uh, Mother-son scenes always get to me too. So related to that. So 4.5. And again, just it was great. It was great. And yeah. Sounds very elementary saying it was great, but it was. All right, brother. So that's it, man. We're done, man. But hey, just want to give a shout out to everybody who's tuning in to our podcast. We're getting some love from California, from New York, of course, the state of Texas. And also we have some fans in England, baby, in London. Have some fans in South America, Peru, Chile. Love it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for, you know, rating us on Spotify, rating us on Apple Podcasts. Again, continue to share the podcast, retweet the podcast. Again, we appreciate it. We thank you for your time. Jose, what do you want to say before we get out this mug? Just again, just to kind of echo what you've been saying, man, just grateful to everyone who who joins us on this journey, man. We love this show and we know they have, they love it as well. And we're just glad that take, they take time out of their day to listen to us and to share the podcast. And, you know, we're just looking forward to bringing more good content for them to listen to. For sure. For sure. We hope you've, you know, gotten something from this. We hope you've laughed at some point during this podcast and you were, yeah, you know, you gained some insight as well, man. That's what it's all about. And when we say we're grateful, we really do mean that because, again, we're just two, you know, kids from Garland, Texas, man, who are just getting on our microphones and just talking about a badass show. So thank you so much. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week or whenever you're listening to this podcast. And we'll be back next week covering episode three because Cobra Kai never dies. Never dies.